Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S., and each week we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. All right, welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans, reporting for ConnectingVets.com, the military news and veteran lifestyle website. I am reporter Navy veteran Phil Briggs. And uh, this week, what well, we're going to dive into jobs for veterans and an incredibly cool job space out there that I think is often overlooked because it seems as though so often America wants to look at college and look at all these things and go and get your degree and get a master's. And, and if you want to go that way, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to dissuade you, but I want to highlight some other genuinely great career paths out there. And uh, one of them is the trucking industry. And I recently came across an email from my friends at Cox Automotive Mobility Fleet Services. The trucking industry and military veterans were cast in the spotlight recently from President Biden's plan to boost trucking employment in an effort to strengthen U.S. supply chains. And I don't want to get into a debate about the role of government and President Biden or whatever, because I mean, I think we all have our two cents to share there. But I love that the attention and supporting initiative makes solid sense, as veterans really do hold the skills and experience that make them ideal candidates to help build the next generation of the trucking workforce. And let's face it, goods and services are moved every single day on the highways and byways across this country, and we need them. This is a vital industry and one that can only grow in the future, which is why I'm glad to talk about it with Marine Corps veteran Kevin Clark, Senior Vice President of Shop Operations. And uh, Devil Dog, how you doing? Rob, I'm doing well, Phil. Man, glad to have you, because anytime I could talk about jobs for vets and career paths, it's vital we talk about that. So before we get into the growth in the trucking industry and everything that Cox Mobility Mobility Fleet has to offer, let's quick get into how, how you got involved with this. Marine Corps, I know you were good at firing a gun. I know you were good at one thing, but tell me a little bit about your service. Tell me a little bit about you. Hey, yeah, sure, Phil. So you know every every Marine's a rifleman to start, um, but uh, my main uh, 
MOS, military occupational skill, uh, I was trained to be a, a diesel technician. So worked on five tons and Humvees um, and diff- different support vehicles uh, in the Marine Corps. I did five years in the Marine Corps, um, thinking I was going to stay my entire life. Uh, new son made me change my view on the world. Uh, after that, I came home and uh, started as a uh, I started in truck leasing. Um, I was in truck leasing for many years. I, I was a regional manager when I left there, and then I joined to start a to help start a new company. Uh, where at the end of that time, I was a uh, an executive vice president and general manager for for that company. Uh, now here, I'm, as you said, I'm senior vice president of shop operations at Cox Automotive. Uh, one of the best things I've ever done in my career is joining this company, and I'm excited to talk about veterans and how we can help transition veterans uh, on today's podcast. Now, before we zero in on the work that Cox is doing right now, let's talk big picture. Um, why is it vital that we talk about this industry right now? Share with me what your outlook is for it, and are jobs going to be growing in this? Because you know, I know we're moving from fuel-based vehicles to electric. I know there's all this push for, you know, different ways to do things, but is this the jobs of tomorrow? Actually, it, it is. We have in our industry, we are uh, currently in a major technician and driver shortage. The technician shortage is um, fueled by some of the stuff in your opening. We have uh, a lot of uh, baby boomer technicians uh, retiring out of the business or taking leadership roles in these companies that continue to grow uh, at a pace that far outpaces uh, new technicians coming into the industry. New technicians are hearing from their family members and others that, hey, college is the best path. Focus on, uh, you know, a career in IT, try to go get that master's, et cetera. Um, and really not focus on giving our new children, you know, a chance to get into this trade. Uh, you know, it's not super uh, luxurious, uh, trade to be a diesel technician or a, an automotive technician or, or driver, but it's, uh, it's absolutely key to our American economy that we have these people doing this work that, that drives America. Yeah, man. Uh, let's chat a little bit about the actual skills veterans bring with them to this job sector. You'd mentioned it in your intro there, uh, a diesel tech. What are the specific skills you're looking for? And what do you think the veterans really bring to the table here? You know, I think that, I think that's a, that, that, that's a kind of a transition thing that, that we got to think about too, right? So the skills, each MOS is going to be trained technically to do the job that they need to do. That will be catered to the military, entrenched in military language and verbiage. Um, but they will have, they will become experts in repairing vehicles, uh, or whatever other MOS they, they have. What often isn't talked about is the other qualities that, uh, for instance, in the Marine Corps, I can speak, you know, specifically about it. In the Marine Corps, there, there is, there is a very goal oriented day. You're working daily and thinking about solving problems. One of the things the Marine Corps says is improvise, adapt and overcome. Of course, that's, that's slated for, you know, battle, but, um, you can use improvise, adapt and overcome in your day to day. If you're doing a, a, a repair to a vehicle, 
there's times you're going to have to improvise, adapt, and overcome. If you work your way into leadership, there's times you're going to have to use that. The military breeds great leaders. Uh, they teach judgment, tact, integrity, all these things that, that a lot of the time um, are overlooked when uh, a, a person's trying to make a transition and our verbiage doesn't link properly to the civilian world's role. And I think we both agree on that. You know, the way we come prefabricated out of the military, we are predisposed to knowing a system, to following a plan, to running as a team. Like we're great at that kind of stuff. And right. um, especially in the Navy, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but uh, uh, when it comes to working with uh, Cox now specifically, uh, we've got all those kind of qualities about us. What about the actual systems? the actual engines and the machines we're working on. Uh, do you guys then provide the deep dive into the training on the Peterbilts, the Kenilworths, the Volvo engines, the, uh, uh, you know, what's under the hood, the, the literal nuts and bolts? Absolutely. At uh, Cox Automotive Mobility Fleet Services, we are investing heavy into military transition. We have our own Fleet Tech Academy. Uh, we we use this uh, academy to bring uh, new people and create our own technicians, realizing the problem I mentioned earlier. But we've got a, we've we're really focused on helping the military transition over into these roles by uh, bringing the uh, taking down all the barriers that would be in the way of a military person, um, converting their their knowledge from the military engines a lot of those things are the same but a lot of them are not right so we train them on uh specific uh, uh oem uh software packages and 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 operating uh components on vehicles uh so that they can they can go into the civilian world as a skilled technician but we also knock down other barriers like uh providing tools uh for these folks. So think about that when you're when you're a new technician, your first thing to do before you get a job, before you have money to pay for it is make a major investment in a toolbox and a full tool set. Those things can cost $20,000. Uh we knock that barrier down by supporting our technicians with uh tool sets uh and that training that they need to get started. Wow, that's amazing. My neighbor up the street Big time car guy. And I mean, you go into his garage. I mean, it's probably taken him a lifetime to amass that many tools, but he's got, I mean, that's 10, like you said, $20,000 for the opener. I can only imagine, you know, what a seasoned tech has to have at his ready. And the fact that you guys are willing to put up and help the veteran get that as they just join the civilian workforce. Huge, man. That is, that is absolutely huge. It is. It, it reminds me of my transition when I, when I had to go into the civilian world. Um, I did not have a large set of tools. I was unable to uh, look at the hiring manager of the civilian job and say without a doubt that I understood the inner workings of a freightliner or a, an international truck. Even though I had all these great skills, I had had a five-year career in the military where I was awarded uh, as, as a technician, awarded as a shop manager and a QC inspector. None of that translated over. So while I had all those great awards for, and, and, and had uh, proven that I could lead a team, run a shop uh, at a very high efficiency level, my first job when I got home, 
I was fueling and washing trucks. And not, that's a non-technical job. Uh, and, and I have, I have other stories like that of, of uh, I have a master sergeant that I served under. He stayed. Uh, I called him shortly after he got out and asked him what he's doing. And he's like, listen, I have a great job now, but it was so far below his skill level and his pay grade. But he went through the process of trying to transition and, and he settled and he settled, you know, and, uh, I, thankfully for him, I was able to help him and, and, and get him into a leadership role where he could, he could share his skill sets with other people and he could learn at the same time. And now he's a, now he's a, um, a regional manager for a very large, uh, corporation in America. So. Mm. Starting below your skill level, though, that's so often the case when it comes to the transition. And I'm so glad to hear that uh, Cox Automotive Mobility Fleet Services, uh, you know, that you get it veteran to veteran. Uh, If I'm a veteran and I kind of want to start down this path, let's say I come from that background. I'm a gear guy. Uh, I want to get in on this. Where in the country is this going down? You'd mentioned that there was a fleet training academy. How do I get involved in and and where geographically are we in the country? Let me talk about the academy first. Uh, and then I'll t- talk more about how to get in, get involved in us. So first off, our academy, we have two academies currently, we, one in Indianapolis, Indiana, and the other in Phoenix, Arizona. We are working with some military bases. We want to open on some military bases. I think that's, that's going well uh, to do that. But that doesn't matter. Those geographic locations, doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're at. It will, will bring you in and take you through. Uh, the, the tech academy, fleet tech academy and, and graduate you out. As far as placement afterward, uh, we're nationwide. We have, um, shops and mobile service vehicles, uh, captive locations, uh, all over the country. Uh, and just in fleet services, we have 1500, uh, technicians, uh, over on other sides of the business in Cox automotive. Uh, we have many, many hundreds of, of, of technician roles out there. Uh, and, and these, these folks can, uh, eat, always go to our website and look for open, open jobs. Uh, but, uh, as a part of our investment in, uh, military recruiting, we have, uh, brought on our own, uh, recruiter who is focused on working with the military and recruiting veterans. Uh, and we will continue to do that. Our, our whole recruiting organization knows to, to go after those people. All of our first line managers know that we have this initiative and we want to focus on giving these people ability to transition and and bring them through our fleet tech Academy. Wow. And you said something really cool there and that's these jobs are nationwide. Although the training centers might be in specific locations, you spread them out. The jobs are nationwide because the trucking industry is nationwide in layman's terms. Am I right to just say that the Cox fleet, services you guys are basically working and helping keeping the trucking fleet that's taking goods and services you know from walmart's to grocery stores around the country you guys are invested in the actual maintenance and fixing the trucks keeping them on the road and that is why you cover the entire country right that is that is absolutely correct we but i would add to that it's not just um Heavy, uh, duty fleets. It's also smaller, um, and, and medium sized fleets or medium sized vehicles. Uh, we work with, with clients who, uh, provide services at homes and, and, and small, um, uh, F-150s, et cetera. We're not, we, our, our level of ability to repair, do repair and maintenance, uh, brushes all types of assets. 
And here I thought when we set the interview that I joked about at the beginning is I, I, I thought you guys were just maintaining cable TV bucket trucks. And I was like, how, how many people have Cox cable in the country? Y'all have jobs nationwide. But uh, no, that is really cool. You guys have diversified into this vital industry that is transportation and trucking. And um, super glad, man. Well, um, again, real quick, just hit me with that, uh, the website one more time and where a veteran might go, what I need to know, and how I can help take advantage of everything that Cox Automotive Mobility Fleet Services has open right now. Yeah, Phil, folks can uh, go to our website at dickinsonfleet.com. We have a career, career pages there. You can find that link on the website. Uh, while on the website, you should uh, take a look at our Fleet Tech Academy and and learn more about our academy and what what offerings we have for uh, folks come who want to join. And as we stick the landing here, just also wanted to ask: Does it look like in the future <laughs> the supply chain issue that we you know said the government told us affected everything? Does it appear that trucking? has just huge growth potential because this is something that is going to be with us for a long time. We are always going to have supply chain issues because frankly, we need supplies in this country. I mean, is it just safe to say that this is a bright spot in any vet's future that wants to get in on this? I'd absolutely say that we're, we're always going to have to um, deliver products and services. Uh, and that means there's always going to be maintenance needs on these vehicles, and it's a great job to get into. Right now, the world is uh, focused on uh, clean energy, and as well as at Cox Automotive, we are as well. There, uh, there will be um, changes coming where uh, fleets become electrified, um, but that doesn't mean the lack of maintenance. Uh, that's just a cleaner technology, but the vehicle still has a lot of components that Qualified technicians have to be able to service. And at Cox Automotive uh, Fleet Services, uh, Mobility Fleet Services, we are um, preparing for that. And part of our Fleet Tech Academy, we are uh, setting up an electrification uh, segment of that course so that we can think about the future and continue to keep America rolling with products. Right on, man. And let's put the cherry on top. What kind of money can we make in this industry? Uh, technicians can make a really good wage, uh, especially now the market rate for technicians has, has gone up. Um, uh, you, you know, I, we know that techs out there making it from 20 to 35, 20 to 40 an hour, uh, at, at, uh, at our company, we have, um, a great benefits package. It's best in class benefits package, uh, with a great 401k match up to 8%. Great, um, uh, prices on our healthcare packages that keep it very affordable and a, a lot of time off. But we also, on top of that base pay, uh, our technicians are eligible to earn up to uh, $22,000 in bonuses for things like uh, referring friends and, and getting ASC certifi- certified and, and so on. So uh, I think the earnings potential for a technician uh, at, at, at a start is, is, is great, but we also convert those technicians into leaders, leaders of other technicians. Uh, and you can grow your career just like in any other industry and make a very uh, good living. Man, up to 40 bucks an hour, man. That's crazy. I mean, I, I honestly wish I knew more about mechanics. I'd be joining you because yeah. <laughs> that, that, my friend, is one damn fine career. 
Awesome. Kevin Clark, you are Senior Vice President of Shop Operations for Cox Automotive Mobility Fleet Services. But at your core, you're always a Marine, man. I thank you so much for looking for our fellow vets and trying to get them on the career path with you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for your service. Ooh, all right. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.